What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are taking care of your family. I hope you're washing your hands, and I hope you're wearing masks and protecting yourself, not just yourself, but also those around you and those that you love. But we got a lot to cover in this episode. We got a lot of news to get into. We got news... We know we gotta talk about TikTok. There's no way there's gonna be a TikTok news that we don't talk about it. We're gonna talk about TikTok. We're gonna talk about Apple and why I'm excited as an Apple investor. We're gonna talk about Disney and a bunch of other little fun numbers that we'll hit on as we progress throughout this podcast. But we'll start with this. The main focus, the biggest news that we got this week was the fact that the US GDP shrank 33 percent in the second quarter according to the bureau of economic activity why is everything got to be a bureau we got the federal bureau of investigation we got the bureau of labor statistics we got like so many different bureaus why is it bureau can anybody let me know why it's called a bureau hit me up on instagram at kelechi waba that's k-e-l-e-c-h-i-w-u-a-b-a or at twitter if you know why it's called bureaus why everything is called bureaus i don't know but anyway that's beside the point but this 33 percent shrink in gdp was in line with the expectations that economists economists i always have a hard time saying that way economists set earlier this year when the pandemic began actually they estimated that it would be about 35 percent shrink in gdp However, as you guys know, it's one thing to know that you're losing air in your tire. It's another thing to see that you're losing air in a tire. It's one thing to know that you're a bad singer. It's another thing to hear yourself singing. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to know something and it's a whole lot different thing to actually see it being realized in real life. Basically, we've talked about it a million times on this episode, how the GDP of the United States is made up of two-thirds consumer spending in other words a majority of how money is made in the u.s economy is when you and i use the dollars that we earn to go purchase whether it be goods whether it's when we go out to fast food or go out to restaurants or go out to walmart or go out to any of these things or whether it's when we go pay somebody to do something like if you own a house you pay somebody to come fix your refrigerator or you pay somebody to fix your heat water and heating service or you pay somebody to cut your grass That's basically how the U.S. GDP comes to fruition. The last part is what we consider to be more corporate spending, those kind of heavy-duty spending. But consumer spending, the spending that you and I make, spending that you and I use on a daily basis is what carries the U.S. GDP. And the problem is right now we have about 30 million people, 30-plus million people that are still unemployed and a bunch of people who are dependent on government unemployment payment to survive through this pandemic period. The problem with that is that shrinks all your discretionary spending that was available before we hit this point. But now that that has shrinked the the discretionary spending, the economy has nowhere else to expand. It has nowhere to grow, so it starts to contract. It starts to shrink because you and I are not trying to spend our money right now because we don't know what tomorrow might bring. We don't know what it's going to look like. If you haven't lost your job, the question is, am I going to lose my job because of this pandemic? And so a lot of people are either doing one of two things. Either they're saving or they're already relying on the government to subsidize 
their income to subsidize what they're making. The problem is that government subsidy is running out. Actually, it's already run out. It ran out on the 31st and we're still waiting on Congress to pass another fiscal stimulus policy to be able to give money to the American public so they can survive during this period. The problem and the question is, is this as bad as it's going to get for the economy? Will things start to get better? And that's the question that everybody has on their mind right now. Are we going to see more job cuts? Cuts? Who says cuts? Anyway, are we going to see more job cuts? Are we going to see a reduction in labor? Are we going to see any of those jobs return that were let go of? Economists are not exactly sure what's going to happen next. They've already said that 40% of those who were let go in different industries are not coming back because businesses are realizing that, hey, we can operate on a different kind of budget. We can operate on less than we thought we needed to. And so this is the question of, is this going to continue to put an impact on our economy? Is it going to continue to put an impact on the labor market? Are we going to have a labor market that's no longer employee driven, but now employer driven? In other words, are wages going to be reduced because they know that they can hire people for less because people don't have that many options anymore? These are all the questions that we have to start thinking about the economy. And if that wasn't bad enough, because Congress is sitting on their hands and they're arguing and all this other stuff without trying to put something in place so that people can actually eat and survive and live in their homes. There is a risk of about 23 million people who could be evicted moving on to the rest of this year. Why? Because there was an eviction moratorium that was put into place by government when they signed that CARES Act to ensure that those who were just kind of getting by and just kind of making uh, payment as month to month kind of surviving will not be kicked out of their homes. But now without uh, another stimulus package being shipped out or being signed and being put into law, we don't know what's going to happen with that. So these are some of the things that we have to look at at the economy and some of the things that we're looking at in the economy. Is it going to get any worse? That's the question that a lot of people are saying. The other question is, did we already hit the bottom? Are we going to start seeing the come up of the recovery? Are we going to start seeing the, reco- the recovery of the, econo- the economy? So hopefully, hopefully we get good news, man. Hopefully something changes. Hopefully things get better because it's, I'm not going to lie. Just for me as well, it's kind of depressing to read some of these things and to hear about some of these things and to hear about people losing their jobs, losing their incomes, being kicked out of their homes. It's very depressing, and I just wish the government would act faster to help people survive during this time, during this period. It's just, I just wish there would be more action to be able to help people because this time is hard, man. It's very, very hard for the general public. It's very hard for a lot of people who are not necessarily in the best of situations. But moving on to the next one, we got TikTok. We got TikTok. TikTok is just. TikTok can't catch a break, man. TikTok, to every time TikTok thinks that, oh, we escaped the Donald. We escaped. We finally gotten out of his sights. Like, maybe, maybe th- things are looking on the up and up. I mean, TikTok was like, oh, we finally did it. We did it. We're good. The Trump administration, on the other hand, comes right back around and is like, nope. Y'all still need some punishment. Y'all still need some of these hands to be laid. Because... It's almost like a a gnat a, a infestation in your house or a fruit fly inf- infestation in your in your house. 
You think you've gotten rid of it. You put all the vinegar and everything out all over your house to make sure that you you capture all the naps. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I had a fruit fly infestation in my house. Man, that thing was annoying. It was like, you think you finally gotten rid, rid of everything. You think you finally found the source and gotten rid of the stuff that's making the gnats appear everywhere. But then, one day you, sh- you wake up because a gnat flew in your ear. And you're like, what the freak? And you jump out of bed. And you realize the infestation isn't gone. Or you're watching TV and a fruit fly just just flies across the screen like, I live here too, fool. You thought this was just your house? Nah, it's for both of us. I live here just as much as you live here. And I'm surviving just as much as you're surviving. It's just so annoying. Ah, anyway. That's, I don't know why I went off on that tangent about gnats and flu flies, but basically that's what TikTok is dealing with. For every move it makes to try and see if it can avoid being banned in the United States or it can avoid the ire of the Donald Trump administration, it doesn't seem like it can escape. I mean, it has, it put a CEO, an American CEO from Disney as its CEO to try and say like, hey, we are for the American people. We're not trying to do anything with China. That didn't work. It said, hey, we moved all the data away from China. So all the data about the American citizens and everything for all the American users is stored on American land and everything. That didn't work. Now they're facing a full out outright ban from the Donald Trump administration. And it's just it's just crazy just how much like the just how bad it's gotten for TikTok in a sense. And, the, and there's some reason for it. I mean, they said that there's security threats according to the Donald Trump administration. Um, basically, they say that the Chinese government, which this is a fact, the Chinese government can force any company that is operating in China to give it any data that it wants. So basically, you remember when Apple had that cell phone that it refused to unlock for the FBI when the FBI was doing an investigation and Apple was like, nah. We're not unlocking it for you because if we give you a backcode entrance into the phone, what's going to happen is the next person that wants a backcode entrance is just going to steal the tech from you guys and use it to get into all kinds of information. And we're not giving it to you. You remember that? Basically, China is not the same way. In China, when the when the government says jump, you say how high, my lord. You don't say I'm not doing anything for you. You'll bow down to whatever the government requires of you. So TikTok is in this position where it has one of two options. One, it can just be banned, like straight out banned, just like it was banned in India. It can be straight out banned in the United States, just like it is in India, or it can get acquired by a U.S. company. The the U.S. Secretary of State kind of put it in this way. He said, TikTok cannot stay in the format that it is right now. Now, Donald Trump would prefer that TikTok is banned outright. However, for TikTok, obviously, and for most other officials, this feels like a very much a nuclear option because TikTok has already said that it's hiring about 10,000 new employees in the United States. And so for a lot of officials in the states that TikTok is planning on opening an office, it's like, yo, we kind of want some of those tax dollars from the employment so let's not hit the nuclear option just yet like let's try and figure out another way that we can keep tiktok around without the ire of the donalds like let's try and figure that out a little bit and basically in steps microsoft 
Microsoft had been in talks in the background, kind of nobody really knew. It was kind of rumored, was in the talks of like trying to acquire TikTok. I mean, there were rumors that people were trying to buy TikTok because of everything that was going on with the uh, Trump administration. And Microsoft was one of those companies that has been looking to acquire TikTok. And on Sunday night, I believe it was, Donald Trump was on Air Force One and he just outright said, I'm banning TikTok. At which point, Satella Nadella, I always say his name wrong. Satel Nadella, I think is the way you say his name. The CEO of Microsoft picked up the phone real quick. I was like, hold up. Hey, president. Like, I know you about this whole banning China apps and all this other stuff, but like, can you just put a pause on that for like a quick second? We're trying to make a deal over here and you're trying to play with our money. You're messing this whole thing up for us. And so, you know, Microsoft called him and had a discussion with the president and told them that, hey, we want to acquire the services of TikTok in the US, Canada, Australia, and in New Zealand. We're trying to make that deal happen. And so Donald Trump was like, that's cool, but you get 45 days. If y'all don't make this deal happen in 45 days, TikTok is banned. Oh, and side note, if y'all don't give some of that money to the U.S. Treasury, we gonna have something to say about it. It's like, wait a minute. That sounds very much like uh, extortion? Like, what? I have never seen a president be this just straight up outright about the things that he says. My guy didn't even think twice about it. He was like, we are fostering this deal for Microsoft or for whoever buys TikTok. So therefore, a substantial amount of the payment should go to the U.S. Treasury. And I was like, did he really just say that? Did this dude just really just open his mouth up and say that? Like, he didn't even... What? Like, oh my God. Like, literally, if anybody else said it, like, if I went up to somebody and I knew that they were trying to broker a deal and I forced whoever was the seller to sell the product let's say it was a car and i was like i saw two people having a negotiation about the price of the car and i brought a gun to the fight and was like yo bro you better sell that car and then the guy was like okay i'm I'm gonna sell the car and then i look at the other guy and i said i better get a cut of that car it's like literally this is how drug deals are done literally this is how it drug like bro I have never seen a president do this kind of stuff before. Like, not even like do it in closed doors because we know that kind of stuff happens all the time in closed doors. But just to do it like in front of the press and everything. Like, this dude is just, my God, I don't know what to say. Like, this dude is just outright, just all over the place. Like, you never know what this guy is going to do next. So, basically, this is the plan of TikTok. More than likely, in the next month or so we're gonna hear an announcement that either microsoft or somebody uh is gonna buy tiktok i mean the speaking price right now is about 50 billion dollars now what do i think as a microsoft investor i'm excited for this i'm excited for i'm excited to a degree for this because this does open microsoft up to more scrutiny just like we talked about the uh, big tech hearing last week with Congress, the same thing can happen for Microsoft now because it's going to be diving more into that data space, into that ad space. And so it's going to be interesting because Microsoft is not a consumer tech company. It's very much a cooperation tech company where it sells a lot of commercial stuff to a lot of big industries, to a lot of big uh, people, a lot of big business. So 
it's going to be interesting microsoft going more into the consumer route not that to say that microsoft has never gone into the consumer side i mean it has the surface products it has xbox it has linkedin even linkedin is more of a commercial product but you know this is a true foray into that consumer space at least for something this big and also as a tiktok creator i'm excited because at least now we know that it the company is being backed by something much bigger. Just think about when YouTube was acquired by Google or when Twitch was acquired by Amazon. All of a sudden, the ad revenue started rolling in and people could actually make money off of it. So as a TikTok creator, I'm kind of excited for it as well. In case you don't know, I do make TikTok videos. Uh, try to make one almost every day, actually. So check me out. Same as all my other followings, whether it's on YouTube, or on Twitter, or on Instagram, every single one is Kelechi Iwaba, just K-E-L-E-C-H-I-W-U-A-B-A. The other question that I do have about this, uh, this whole proceedings and the whole process of what's going on with TikTok and the US internet is, does this mean this is kind of the end of the free internet in the United States? You know, China has the great firewall of China. Europe has a different variation of internet so now the united states which has been a pioneer and a pusher of completely free internet is that going away are we going to start seeing a different kind of internet in the united states where if the government doesn't agree with agree with something they're just going to try and block that company or block that website or block whatever it is i don't know these are questions that that i started thinking about or about like are we about to see a change in that way but it's just something to think about. Now, moving on to Apple and why I am excited as a shareholder of Apple. First of all, Apple had their earnings last week. You know, Tim Tim Apple flew, well, he didn't really fly. He was on Zoom. He had that Zoom press conference with Congress and he the whole time he was thinking in his head, why am I even here? Y'all aren't even asking me any question. This is stupid. Y'all don't understand how the internet works. Y'all don't understand how anything app related works so why are you guys inviting me to this conference or whatever it is and then after that he got up and turned his chair around you know how like when you work from home you look one way when you're at your desk you know look very professional and everything well for tim apple he looked very professional for his uh press conference hearing with congress and then he flipped his chair around took the tie off and then he started doing the earnings report because he could kick all the way back because in that earnings call they absolutely obliterated let me repeat obliterated all the expectations that were set for them iphone sales are up services sales are up basically everything that could have gone right for apple went right for apple and then on top of everything apple announced a four to one stock split and they were like yo by the way before we end the call today we just want to let y'all know we're gonna be doing a four to one split it ain't nothing new we did a seven to one split the other day we just want to bring that stock price down so that other investors who are thinking about buying an apple share can actually buy an apple share and we can get more monies like my gosh apple playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers but regardless apple just did that stock split and I'm excited about it because it means I can just buy more shares of Apple. Now, a stock split is just a cosmetic thing. All it does is your money is still worth the, the same amount. All it does is, it, let's say, for example, you have $400 invested in an Apple stock. 
in an Apple share and they split it now your four $400 for one share becomes $100 for one share which means now you own four shares but it's still the same value it's still $400 however it's not really a big deal if you're already an investor in Apple it's more of a big deal if you are thinking about investing in Apple and you just saw the $400 as a hard entry point price for yourself so this is an opportunity that's presenting himself. The stock split will happen on August 31st. And I expect that a lot of people are going to be buying into Apple at that point in time. So before that happens, I'm going to be buying heavily into ha Apple so I can realize some of those gains when people start flooding Apple shares and start buying a bunch of Apple shares. So I'm excited. I'm very, very excited about that. Now, on the other side of the stock on, of the coin, we have Disney another company that I'm invested in, they had their earnings report and things were not exactly as rosy as they were for Apple. Like, it was like Apple had the shiny red apple, you know? And then Disney had the rotten brown, I mean, rotten brown apple on the other side with like a little patch of green on the side. Like you could maybe think about eating it, but you probably don't want to because you might die. And that's kind of where Disney is right now. Disney announced a loss of 42% in revenue. Now, you have to remember that Disney is not just a TV show company or an entertainment company. They have parks. They have cruise liners, which are the ways that they actually make most of their money. And so when you look at that, 42% loss in revenue is massive. But then the other part of it is their studio entertainment revenue also reported a 55% loss. Think about this. Let me put this in perspective for you. Last year, actually this year, they've made a total of $1.7 billion from entertainment, movie entertainment. Last year alone, from Avengers Endgame alone, they made $2.8 billion from one movie. One movie, they made $2.8 billion. So that puts into perspective just how much money they've lost this year because of the pandemic because of people not going to movies because they're not releasing movies in theaters anymore they're trying to release it in other ways and speaking of them releasing it in other ways the one good news the little patch of green the little patch of red on that that nasty apple was the fact that disney plus continues to grow and espn plus continues to grow and hulu plus continues to grow my goodness too many pluses ah too many pluses must you add a plus to everything my gosh anyway they reported an increase to about a hundred million subscribers across all three of those platforms also they reported a revenue increase of about two percent bringing the revenue that they made from from all those subscription services to four billion dollars disney is banking heavily and investors are banking heavily on disney plus not just Disney Plus, but also Disney Plus Video On Demand, which they're going to be releasing Mulan, which was supposed to be released in theaters, but they're going to be releasing it on Video On Demand for $30 for you to rent. Which, if you're AMC, if you're Cinemax, if you're any of these theater companies, you're shaking your boots because it's like, my gosh, the day of reckoning is coming that much more closer. We all know what that's going to be like in a few years. Already, they were already fighting against all the streaming platforms. So we'll see how that plays out for theaters. 
And Disney is also showing us in a way why it's so important to have different sources of revenue, have different sources of income. So it might be a lesson for all of us to learn to try and find areas, even though it's not making up a whole massive portion of their revenue or their income, we should find ways, little small ways that we can possibly make some money on the side. For example, dividend investing. That's a way to make some passive income, even though it's not going to be that much, but make some kind of income on the side. Basically, that does it for all the major news. And before we get into some of the fun stuff, let's talk about the question of the day. I hope you didn't forget about that question. The question of the day was, what time frame is the jobs report gathered? And so if you said that the jobs report is gathered, actually, it's going to be released tomorrow. But the jobs report is gathered from the 15th to the 15th. You, my friend, are correct. So think about that. Whenever we get a new jobs report, like the one that we're about to get in for a July's job report report, it's only going to tell us from June 15th to July 15th. It doesn't tell us from June 1st or July 1st to July 31st. The July jobs report only tells us from June 15th to July 15th. That's very important because some of the things that that job report will not show is some of the spikes in cases that we see. It's not going to tell us um, some of the small businesses that have just recently filed for bankruptcies. It's not going to tell us some of the recent unemployments that has just entered in. So it's important to keep that in mind when you do see those numbers for the jobs report tomorrow. It's also it's very important for us to also think about a lot of the people that are still dependent on the fiscal stimulus that we are waiting for Congress to implement. And finally, another negative news. Another company joins the whole retailer collapse, the whole retailer apocalypse. The parent company that owns Joe's A Banks and Men's Warehouse, two stores that I've used to buy suits in the past. Lord and Taylor and Taylor Brands just announced bankruptcy, announced bankruptcies. Joining the ranks of JCPenney, J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, of so many companies that have announced bankruptcy this year alone. So retail is facing an apocalypse. Unless your name is TJ Maxx, who just seems to continue to do well even during this pandemic, as people love to get them deals. Love to get them deals. TJ Maxx and Ross, two companies that just kind of just keep doing well. But anyway. A couple of fun things and one very important thing before I let y'all go. One, they returned. The SpaceX crew that went up to space or that was the first in over 10 years to launch from the U.S. soil. They just returned on Sunday. They were able to do a splash landing on off the coast of Florida and everything went successful. This was very historic because this was the first time that a commercial space flight took a man to space and brought them back. So... That's great news. That's great to see. And some sad news on the other side of things. Keep Beirut, Lebanon in your prayers. There was a massive explosion that happened. I believe it was yesterday. About 100 plus people have already been that has been confirmed dead and 4000 plus have been confirmed to be injured. So just keep them in your prayers. Um, it's really unfortunate. And also keep people on the East Coast in your prayers. Uh, Hurricane Isaiah made landfall in in the Carolinas and already five people were reported dead. So just keep all of these different people in your prayers. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. 
I hope y'all learned one or two things. And just a quick recap of everything that we talked about on this podcast. First, we talked about the U.S. GDP shrinking 33% in the last quarter. Then we talked about the fact that maybe 23 million people might be losing their homes if, if Congress doesn't act fast. Then TikTok versus Donald Trump. And maybe Microsoft might be buying TikTok. We don't really know. Then we talked about Apple's earning and the four to one split that's coming up. Then we talked about Disney and how things looked abysmal. But however, there was a little shiny clean part about their earnings report when it came to Disney Plus uh, subscriptions. And then we finished up talking about the jobs report and how that only goes from the 15th to the 15th. So we won't get a full picture of what's happened in July until August. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless y'all and peace.